Live from Philadelphia, this is Listener X running up the rocky steps. I might not have won the Listener Prices Right, but I'm here to get the Mohegan Nation to get out and demand that Eli host the show. We need Eli to come out and host the show to take Kevin's seat. Eli, listen to the Mohegan Nation and come host the Magic Our Way podcast. Listener X out. Jumbo, everyone. Harambe. And welcome to another edition of the, the Magic, Magic Our Way, Way podcast. podcast. Boy, I tell you what, man, that sweat's running down my crack. <laughs> it is August. It is September. We are in Lu- South Louisiana, and it is hot. Yeah, South Louisiana, otherwise known as hell. Two yes. months. Yeah. For yeah. at least two Normal months, people. man. Yes, I actually had the devil come by my house in the morning and say, can I borrow your air conditioning? So. <laughs> uh, but anyway, guys, welcome to another episode of the Magic Railway Podcast. My name is Kevin. And I am Danny. As always with us, we have Eli. Hey, what's up? And our lovable travel agent, Lee. How you doing, Lee? What's happening? How's everybody doing? Hot over here as well. Yep. <laughs> it's in Texas. It's in Southeast Texas. Yeah, he's right over there in Houston. So he's burning up. Well, let, let me tell you, you know it's too hot when it's too hot to go to the pool. Oh, yeah? <laughs> That's when it's too hot. That's pretty darn nice. Oh, like you go to the pool and it's boiling? You're like, yeah, yes. I can't, I can't jump wa- in that. It's I not even nice at the pool. You're like, this is too damn hot. Wow, yeah, you got you got people making tea in the pool. Like, yeah, okay, yeah, it's too warm. I understand. I understand that. Well, look, I got a question here. So, so what do you think about this intro here? Like, this has apparently become a thing on Twitter with you hosting the show. What, what do you think? Like, what is can, your response? Can we prepare the official Eli response? I mean, you haven't gone on your website. You haven't really posted anything on this. I've seen you a little bit on Twitter. A little bit on Twitter, yeah. Yeah. I- so what is the official Eli response to this uh, challenge that's been undertaken? We have no idea about this, so go ahead. You don't have any idea? I don't have any idea. Um, are they advocating for you to take Kevin's job, or are they advocating for a one-time hosting when Kevin's not here? Do they just want to try it and giggles? I mean, what what's the deal here? I, you know, I think it, I, I think that uh, I, I that's first, that's that's very overwhelming, uh your fans have overtaken our show. What's going on? Explain this. It's uh, you know it's, it's 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 energy. I guess that's 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 all I can say. They probably just figure that dude's crazy, and you know we just want to you know hear something. But look, um, if have they, you have yeah. they bought a copy of your comic book? And that's like, what I was just about to say. I actually went on Twitter, and you know they're like yeah, you know hashtag Eli for host. I was like, hey, you want to support? By Project Geisha. <laughs> okay. It's only five bucks. Five, it's only five bucks. You can check it out online. You know, that's that. Honestly, honestly, I appreciate the love, but the, the love was brought here first. How, I, how, I, yeah. how about we do this? How about we dangle a carrot in front of them? If, if you can make if they can, if we get about a, what, a hundred dollars worth of orders for the Project Geisha come in yeah. over the next, what, month or so? That's okay. like twenty more weekends. Yeah, it's twenty more weekends. It's it's easy, you know, and they make great Christmas presents, great presents for the oh, young. Yeah, it's, Shop it's early. A, it's, a, it's a full story. Full Guys, story. let me tell you, more weekends. Listen, look, you can buy it for five. You can buy it for two bucks cheap online. Download, yeah, you could do that. But look, if you buy it for five dollars, 
$5 gets you a hard copy of that book, right, Eli? Yeah, absolutely. And not only do you get Project Geisha, but what else do they get if they buy the hard copy of the book you for buy the, $5? You buy the hard copy of the book, 5 bucks, you get two issues of the book, as well as a never-before-seen comic strip that Danny and I worked on solo. As in, like... He wrote some stories. I wrote some stories, and it's and it's a funny strip. It's not like uh, that not, strip went to the syndicates. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We 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 took that one all the way. I mean, you know, really, we uh, went Comic Con with that. We strip. went Comic Con. We met uh, the guy from King Features about it. I mean, it, it was mm-hmm. like Stephen Passes. Passes. We we put we that scared uh, the the dude from um, oh uh, god, what's his name? The guy from uh, Foxtrot. Yeah, a man is it Bill a man? Little man, that's Bill it. Man, thank you. Yeah, uh, we we make a pretty ferocious team. I, I I think like the that's the that's the main thing is uh, you know I appreciate the love and stuff and like you know it's a but it's still about the Mawika Nation. It's about being a team. Uh, I we did that strip and Danny wrote some stories. I wrote some stories. It's basically like uh, what you say like a parody of uh. Certain things happen in our lives, and you know, uh, I, I worked on some layouts. He went over it, and, you know, and and drew it in a style, and he inked it, what lettered it. Mm-hmm. I went back through and colored it. We talked over the characters, so it was really something where uh, it was a labor of love. And so, like when I made the Geisha book, I actually talked to Daddy first and said, "Look, I want to put the strip in the book. Uh, I, you know, are you cool with that?" He was like, "Yes." Yeah, so. Only there, only there will you find the true art, uh, the true collaboration of, of both of us on paper. So that's, yes, that's the added featured bonus. And I think there's like... Uh, well, there was other work, couple. but it got washed away by Katrina. Yeah, <laughs> Katrina, right? Yeah, um, there was a, yeah, there was a lot. There was a lot of work. I mean, we had like about a year's worth of strips. That was like the mm-hmm. actual requirement yeah. uh, at that time. But also, there's uh, there's uh, there's character designs of the strip in there, like the whole thing, yeah. uh, you know. So yeah, so again, yeah, support the book. You yeah. buy you buy a hundred copies of the book, you know. Boom. We'll let whether hundred dollars uh, worth, right? hundred dollars oh, okay. worth. Well, whether, whether he's here or not, you Kevin buy hundred, two hundred copies of the book. Don't let oh, you know, yeah, 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 just keep going. <laughs> but if we get a hundred dollars worth of co- buy, buying a lease, then we'll get we'll get Eli on it. Well, whether show, Kevin's right? here, Kevin will gladly step aside, come sit next to me, and Eli will take the hosting chair. I want to say though, like hosted is not as easy as it looks. No, it sounds a lot easier than what it actually yeah. is. That, it's actually it's a lot of work. What Kevin does is is a lot. It's a, a lot very of work. important job. You can't just sit, like we are all we all have the luxury of just saying what comes into our head and being funny. Right. Kevin is keeping track of sounds, keeping track of time, keeping track of a lot of different things, making Pacing sure between us all that yeah, segue absolutely. didn't line up with the, Kevin does a lot that you know so so hosting's a pretty tough job. But I'm not afraid. I don't want nobody to think I'm afraid, but yeah, that's a lot of work. I've seen it happen. <laughs> Okay, well, hosting's tough, but it's not exactly racing Rocket wreck Science. and Josh yeah. tough. <laughs> it's not managing Lightning Lee Lastavica <laughs> tough. Master of the wind chimes, catcher of rattlesnakes, airplane whisperer. There it is. That's right. Is he still around, Lee? 
I'm here. Oh, okay, he's, okay, okay, he's, yeah. he's 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 caught up in the thing. But um, yeah. Lee gets shy when it comes to that race. Lee doesn't talk. Like, I'm like waiting for him to come in, but he doesn't. Yeah, I don't. I mean, I don't want to over talk it all the time. But I mean, like, I should just. Hey, I just let my feet do the talking. That's it. That's it. That's the scene. Let my feet do the talking. You let your feet do the talking. Yeah. All right. right. Let it talk you all the way to a win. That's what we're trying to. That's what we're trying to say here, I man. I think your feet are writing checks that your ass can't cash. Oh. <laughs> 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 Tell you, man. <laughs> Lightning. I hope y'all bring some oxygen masks because when Lee races, you're gonna be coughing a lot from all that dust you're inhaling. So you know, be prepared. I'm gonna be coughing a lot. Whoever's standing in the back there, when the, you know when the guy says go, yeah. Uh-huh. Gonna be coughing. Why? Because of the smoke coming out of there? Because he's got a. Lee's gonna be kicking up so much dust from he's running. He's got a bad muffler. It's gonna, <laughs> it's gonna be like that road runner scene, you know? He, road runner takes off, there's like that, that cloud of dust from like him just shooting out. There you go. That's what's happening. Oh, uh, wow. But right. uh, yeah, Ooh, that right. was that was flattering, but no. If you wanna support, buy, buy the book. Buy the book. Yeah. Buy the book. Buy All the right. book. But uh, there's a way to get him to host. There's a little carrot for you. All right, so let's handle some business, guys. All right, guys, the Magic Our Way podcast is a New Orleans-based Disney fan podcast. We are artistic bus talking Disney stuff. We encourage the Mohican Nation to be creative with us and let your inner artist come alive. Find everything related to the Magic Our Way podcast from social media links to merchandise at www.magicourway.com. Why should you listen to us? Well, we give you entertainment. We give you analysis. We know our stuff. We ignore no one. We will explore any and every angle of any topic presented on the show, and we will allow any and all opinions from our listeners to be presented. We want to be the all-inclusive voice of the Disney fan community. So today, guys, on Magic Our Way Podcast number 88, we will be discussing some news. We've got some guest services things to catch up on. And also, we're going to have part two of our Plusit series dealing with the Magic Kingdom. So definitely stay tuned for that. And look, if you got a topic for us to discuss, send us your quest in to magicourway at gmail.com. You may not hear it right off the bat, but I guarantee you that it is in our future list of shows. Same thing goes with the show intros. If you want to send in a show intro, you may not hear it right off the bat, but I guarantee you it's in our list. It's our, in our queue, ready to go. So you, you could be the next one up uh, several shows down the road. So please do send it in. We love to hear our fans. We want you to be part of the show. Send us a, a unique show intro, man. You could do it from a ride. You could do it from your house. You could do it in a toilet. I really don't care. <laughs> we're going to play it, and we're just going to love it just because one of you Moeekans took the time to do it and send it in. And so, enough of that jibber-jabber, guys. Let's go make some magic. All right, guys, this is a continuation of a discussion we started back on show number 87. Uh, This is our Plusit series of hubs. And on this particular Plusit series, we address the Magic Kingdom. And on this half, we talk about Fantasyland, Tomorrowland, and Main Street USA. So if you want to hear the first half of it in which we address Adventureland, Frontierland, and Liberty Square, make sure you check out MOW number 87. You can catch the first half of your show. And now, without further ado, I bring you the continuation of Plusit, the Magic Kingdom. 
All right, so let's move on to Fantasyland. We're passing the Tangled Bathrooms and Small World and Peter Pan congestion area, <laughs> and we're into the middle of the new Fantasyland. So here we are. We decided to shake it up a little bit, get things going, and we're going to kind of go in a different order. So we're going to start with Lee. Is going to lead us off in this land, man. So Lee, what are you going to do to plus this area? Okay. Uh, I, I said I struggled with Liberty Square, but once I had something, I thought it was pretty solid. This really I struggle with because there's so much new stuff. Exactly. Already. So it's kind of hard to like say, well, hey, I know y'all just built that last year, but uh, <laughs> let's do this with it. Um, and there's also so much that's super classic like Peter Pan, Small World, etc. that you hate to mess with. So I had to resign my fact, myself to the fact that I was going to have to mess with something. So that was not going to be an excuse. So what I decided is I'm going to take the Mad Tea Party, okay? And I'm going to turn it into, I'm going to retheme it to a Frozen theme. Now, you could do maybe some ice, you know, somehow ice skating around in circles, or maybe you're riding in, you know, on a, on a big snowball. I don't really <laughs> care. I don't really care one way or the other. The most Whee! important part is this. Frozen's there. <laughs> Frozen's there, but they're going to rework the building somehow to where freezing cold air is is on you while you're in that ride so that you have a respite from this from the florida heat um to where it's like it'll become air conditioned somehow i know it's an open air ride so i don't know how they would do that but again i'm going to try to figure out a way to make it an actually a cold ride at least air conditioned to some degree to where you don't have you know you're not in the 100 degree heat and then spinning around as well that club cool yeah, yes. kind of like Club Cool. There yeah, you go. Yeah, absolutely. something like that. So, of course, there'll be uh, music from the movie playing. Uh, you know, do you want to build a snowman? Let it go, et cetera, et cetera. So, uh, and possibly as you're dizzy coming off the ride, you'll have a little character meet because we definitely need more character meets for the uh, Frozen franchise. I would like a snack so. shop at the end of a ride that just serves <laughs> sandwiches. I think that'd be great. Wouldn't that Frozen be awesome? sandwiches. For the first time in falafel? Yeah. <laughs> For the first time in falafel, I will have hummus too. Ooh. All right, yeah, you, you'll have to hear the outtakes to figure out where that came. From. Yeah, and why that was so funny. But oh, anyways, oh wow, oh wow. Mm. All right, so uh, mm. Danny. All right, so my attraction in Fantasyland is kind of a dark ride, but kind, done kind of like on a coaster system. I want to expand Peter Pan's flight. Okay. Because I think Peter Pan's flight could be something special, but we're kind of locked into that same old track system that we've had ever since the ride debuted back in Disneyland way mm. back when. So what I would do is I'd expand Peter Pan's flight. I'd make it kind of – it's already an inverted uh, attraction where you're kind of hanging there and you're dangling above and it feels like you're flying above London and Neverland. But here's the thing. You always stay on that track that's right attached to the roof. You never, you never dip. You never sway. You never get lost. I'm thinking to myself, why can't you do a little bit more with Peter Pan's flight? Why can't you go ahead and have it to where you're attached to the inverted track, but you can go side to side. You can go 360. You can sway. You can dip. You can lean upwards. You know, why not have a scene there where the Jolly Rogers firing on you? You're taking on cannon fire, and you're moving every which way. I like that. Yeah. So that's what I'm thinking. Then boom, like kind of like test track, you have like a, just a, a, 
apart there where you just got to go fast and you, 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 you fly off. Maybe you look to the right. Peter Pan's right next to you. Here's the thing. You got to get rid of Phil Her Magic to do this because you got to expand beyond the Peter Pan Not berm. Phil Her Magic. Oh, I got a plan. I got a plan. Hold up. Hold up. You can always move it, yeah. Yeah, you, we're going to move it to where Bell's and Enchanted Tales with Bell, Bell is. We're going to move it over there because you really don't need Enchanted Tales with Bell. That's kind of a waste of time. Okay, because I was getting worried for a yeah, second. Move Phil Her Magic to where Enchanted Tales with Bell is, but make the entrance towards the front right over there by Pinocchio's uh, village house. So that way it kind of fits in the theming with uh, Peter Pan and Small World. Make the entrance right there and you go do Phil Her Magic that way. And maybe you can add, um, I don't know, I don't know that you can really update Phil Her Magic because there really hadn't been that many musicals from Disney that comes along. And let's face it, you don't want to do three new Frozen songs. You know, maybe one Frozen song would be fine, but um, you do let it go, but you still got to include... The original stuff, and so you can't really do a new show. You're really just doing the same old show, but what one extra scene? Right, right. So uh, the only other musicals I know of are, are uh, Frozen and Entangled. So again, I think I kind of think like you you, ha- you have to stick with the original show. So why not go ahead and leave it there? But Peter Pan's Flight, yeah, I want to go ahead and make it more of a um, of a ride system where you can kind of swoop in and you know, kind of you know, dip down and see what's going on, like get close up to more, and you know, not just a static animation where they just turn their heads. Like, you know, a couple of good animatronic figures that really kind of react to you a little bit. So, um, yeah, I don't see any reason why you couldn't do that, include the Jolly Roger in there, include Skull Rock in there, you know, really um, have a whole kind of thing where Peter Pan's flight is more than just a dark ride. It's kind of an interactive dark ride. Yeah, I, I like that because a thing that always used to bug me is you go on there, as like you say, at least if you have the option to do a 360 or something like that, you can still yeah. see the part of the attraction that you like because I always have that problem where mm-hmm. you're watching it and then you're like, oh, man, I want to kind of see that again. But the ride is just still moving you forward. So you got to, like, crank your neck all the way yeah. back to turn around and take a look at it. And the know? bummer of it is, is, like, you're, you're doing, uh, uh, you're waiting in line for, like, an hour to ride this thing. <laughs> mm-hmm. You should be getting more thrills for what it is because you ride it and it's really just a, a straight along track and you're done. So why not give you a little, you know, if you're waiting an hour, you got this expanded queue why not give it a little bit more pep? I, I, you know what? Just to just to say, what do you think about this? Like, like you said, Mickey's feel her magic, and I'm just glad you didn't take that right out because like that cheers me up every time I go. But I, I love it. I do. Like, say like you have like a part with the 3D glasses. Yeah. Where like you don't necessarily have to see the whole thing as a 3D ride, but just like you said, with that, maybe you get to see like actually like you know Peter Pan or Tinkerbell kind of like fly by you. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. There's that sequence where I think you get shot at with a cannon. Your 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 pirate ship is jolting to the left, to the right. Yeah. You're swaying. There's lights going off and stuff right, like that. Right. Peter's like, come on, here we go. And yeah. then Peter's right next to you and y'all there's a section there where it's just a straight along track where you go fast. Yeah, you yeah, you there with them. You're right there with them and you're going fast and you and you kinda like don't get me wrong, it's, you'll have a little harness on you because you're gonna be dipping and swaying so no one, you know, falls out of the car. But at the same time, you're not gonna go like so fast like test track to where you really need to be, you know, Braced harnessed in. in. Yeah. Right. You wanna, you know, as as quick of a load and unload time as you can get. Yeah, it's not gonna be Rock and roller coaster. Exactly. It's not going to be rock and roll, but there should be a, sec- uh, a segment there of straight track where y'all go fast, where y'all have to dodge 
Captain Hook's cannon. Yeah, fire. cannon. Yeah, I mean, because that's one of the things about that, right? It, it is it's cool, but it's like it's one thing to be that character, but it's another thing to actually see the characters that you want to see. You know, like you know, like you said, Peter Pan, Tinkerbell, and you can still be that lost boy. You could be that Peter Pan, but you still get the experience of flying with your hero through that. So I, I, I dig that. I yeah. dig that. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, yeah, that's a good one. That's a good one. one. And Nicholas Cage could come out, you know, <laughs> in the Peter Pan costume and be like, "Hey, there's still some treasure in here. <laughs> National treasure." <laughs> so, uh, what do y'all got? All right, so mine's pretty simple, I guess. And I, I, I'm, I'm trying to figure out how to get it wrapped around my head to co- accomplish it. But you know, I, I love the movie, The Emperor's New Groove, and so I always wanted to put that. Oh, Kevin, somewhere. don't mow your own lawn because we're going to be doing this as a whole segment. I know, I know, but it's like I was just thinking, trying to figure out if there's something I could, uh, uh, you know, redo or kind of plus or whatever else, or just kind of retheme or whatever else. Um, but I was thinking of that little water playground area. The uh, Casey Jr.'s Plash and Soak Station, yeah, which yeah, kind of thing. I was, I, I was envisioning something like Cuscotopia, where you wanted to build that little water park, or whatever else. Yeah, yeah. You oh, know, if there's somewhere, yes. figure a way to that's, get that that's fitted a great in. Tie-in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because you that's have a enough. Good I know that whole area is like uh, the big top, and you know, if you, but it's right, it's butted up right against like Ariel's Grotto and you know mm-hmm. like Gaston's Tavern and the Seven Dwarves. So if there's somewhere you could fit it to where it's. Uh, uh, near that green space, so it makes sense. Other than it's like the big top area, and then here is Cuscotopia. But you know, something along with that, using the same kind of uh, attractions, kind of a thing. You know, uh, just to have the, uh, the water park that he always wanted to build. Like, mm-hmm. He built it at the end of the movie, more, more or less. You yeah, know, boom, baby, all that kind of business. So mm-hmm. yeah, I think that'd be kind of neat. You know, nice, that'd be fun. Yeah, yeah that'd be I like fun. The, I like to tie in with the the pool. You know, him having the pool at the top of the mountain or whatever. But yeah, I, I'll. I had tried to figure out a way to, to do something in that area, and I couldn't. I couldn't come up with anything. Yeah. See, I, I would have like done like a little dark ride over there where Winnie the Pooh was, like you know, because I'm I'm yeah. not really that that attraction does nothing for me. Right. And and I, I'm with you. I think Emperor's New Groove doesn't get the the respect it deserves. Yeah. Uh, but like, so you do you want it to be like an actual like? Do you want it to be like a, a PlayStation kind of like um. Like a splash park kind yeah, of okay, thing. Okay. Yeah. But you don't want it to be an actual water park. No, not an actual water park. Okay. No, just something that's within the whole fantasy realm. Mm-hmm. Um, because, I mean, it's like Casey Jr. I think Disneyland has the best Casey Jr. attraction. I mean, because it's the train. You get the right Casey yeah, Jr. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And we had that little splash thing. It's like, eh, it's okay. Yeah. But it's it's, it's not going to compare to that because it's not I Casey to- Jr. that takes, you know, goes up the hill. I think I can. I think I can stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I wanted to redo the Great Goofini because I still think that that's kind of a lame concept. You know, I mean, yeah. it fits for that area, yeah. and I'm, I'm good. I'm glad with the, what they did with it, and that they they did their best to to bring it into that little circus fold. Yeah. But uh, for the most part, yeah, I'm not even happy with that. I think they could do better. Yeah, I was th- I was trying to think of something to go with that as well, and I couldn't think of something. To f- I guess I was thinking still within the big top business. I mean, you can always take. Disney's planes, but that didn't really do so well. <laughs> so there'd be no point, you know. But I mean, because then you take it back to Goofy's flight school. But um, you know, I couldn't exactly think of something that would kind of fit. Mm-hmm. Like Heimlich. my my yeah. problem with I was trying to retheme it too was that it's such a short ride. Yeah. Like, how do you even do a different theme to it? Because it's just like you get on, zoom, zoom, you're done. Yeah. So like, if you did something great with it, who would even notice? All right. Well, E. All right. Okay, so um, 
I went with uh, Gaston's Tavern. And um, what I figure is, is like, you know, I guess this is the one I would put uh, the, the story behind it, uh, seeing the location that it's in. So my my thing is this. All right. So Beauty's gone with the Beast. But mm-hmm. Gaston's like, hey, you know, I'm still the man. Right. So he goes ahead. You got the tavern. Everybody comes in there. And I think they, you know, I, I saw I saw the little menu, like, you know, and I went through and I looked through there. Well, technically, Gaston's dead, right? Isn't the tavern like in memoriam of, of Gaston? Is it? Gaston's dead, right? Oh, it's true. Yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. Yeah, it's it's, it's in memoriam of Gaston. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. Then he's even so though he's, he shows up as a character. Yeah, he shows say, up as a character. Is, yeah. uh, he does, but technically, in in the vein of the story, he's dead. He's dead. Okay. Fair That's enough. how I took it with the statue in front of there. Was right. that he's dead, and this is our tribute. Well, well, fair enough. I'm glad you mentioned that. Then, then that that doesn't alter what I have, but that that actually. Um, Makes it better. Okay. Okay. So then you we plussed it. You plussed it before it even got plus. It got plus times two. <laughs> plus plus. Plus plus. Double plus. I like it. I like it. All right. So with that said, then in memoriam of Gaston, then you as the guest go in and you have a, a old school tavern, the way I, I think about it. Like, you know, um, I'm not a big fan of hummus, but I get it as part of the menu, but it was up to me. I would serve no hummus. I don't see how a warrior eats hummus. You're well, right. He does not. He, he does not. He eats pork shank. Yeah, pork shank. Nobody eats pork shank like Gaston. <laughs> no one eats hummus because Gaston don't eat hummus. No. Nobody eats LeFou's brew like Gaston. There you go. Oh, that was terrible. Yeah. Yeah. So I think like as part of the, the menu... Um, you can have non-alcoholic mead for, you know, people that cannot drink. And mm-hmm. I understand, you, like you guys said earlier, there's a alcoholic policy in there. But hard cider, brewed mead, mm-hmm. I think would work. So, you know, you can kind of, you know, in, in other words, you want to feel that, yeah, you know, you go in there and it's a, you, you know, want. You want hard cider in Gaston's tavern? Yes, is what you're saying. Yes, that's what I'm saying. I like that. That's like, what I'm saying. I take hard cider. Any anything, any excuse to get alcohol in the parks, I'm all for that. Right. I mean, like, I, like I said, I would go for beer, but I mean, you know, I think like hard cider is still kind of sweet, and, and, and it's like mead. I mean, like I didn't go to too many of those Renaissance festivals, but I do remember the one. Too time, many? How many did you go to? I went to at least two of them. You went to two Renaissance festivals? Yeah, it was a. You were well, puffy pip, pip and cheerio. No, I didn't. I didn't dress like it. I stood out. Absolutely. I mean, for more than obvious reasons, <laughs> I stood out. Okay. But, but I, I did play the part. You know, they were like, "Ah, you are a strapping young lad." You know, here, have some meat. And I was like, "Ah, this is good." <laughs> you know, and they're like, "Yes." So, uh, I figure, yeah, taking that aspect of it into this, uh, no hummus. But if you have to have hummus, I get it. You know, that's just me though. You get big pieces of cake. Over mm-hmm. there, you get stuff where like people like, hey, yes. you know what? When I go over, I want to go to Gaston's Tavern. I want to get down with it. So yeah. you get some yeah. big pieces of cake out there, like man sized cake. I talk <laughs> about like the little slice of cake that you could fit on your pinky. I'm talking about a cake that's so heavy when you eat it, you like, I need to stay in this seat. 
A slab of cake. A slab of cake. I like that. Slab, slab of, of cake. In the fee, yeah. Yeah. You know, if <laughs> you go with that uh, cinnamon roll they give out or that give out. You good so. with that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm, I'm talking like a piece of cake that's like so good, so big, so sweet that like you may have to get your foot chopped off <laughs> to avoid diabetes. That's what I'm talking so about. It's like about a side of cake so big that. Fred Flintstone's car will flip over. You know what they could do? They could take, you know, a doberge cake, a New Orleans doberge cake, or yeah, all the different slices. Yeah, Instead of the thin slices, just use a normal size sl- a big slab of cake. <laughs> a big slab of cake. And then just cake. like stack it and make it up like a big doberge. Okay. Right, like yeah. cake of the day almost. Yes. I mean, like you go there, you're like, yes, I come here, you know, like everywhere else I go, I get a snack. I come here. This is not like a meal plan. This is like a meal strategic idea. You know, so you're taking issue with the menu, and that's where it starts. <laughs> okay, go ahead. That's where it starts. Okay, and then like you have like you know some good smokehouse ribs. You mm-hmm. could call it like you know mm. dragon's meat or something like that. Like in other words, dragon's meat. Just wow. play on the theme. Beast of meat. Beast, beast meat. meat. I like that. Mm-hmm. Like just play on the theme of the era that you're in. Eat the beast meat. Right. Okay. And of course, you know you have <laughs> better than beating the east meat. There you go. Ah, I mean, I eat the beast meat. I think that's pretty. <laughs> that says it all, right there. <laughs> you can have. You can't, you can't beat the beast meat. You can't beat the beast. <laughs> ah, but okay. You say that. Check this out. Oh, Check you, this oh, out. You can. Right? You're, you're, you're about to beat the beast meat. Now, while you're sitting there and you're eating a big piece of cake and beast meat, right? <laughs> They play Gaston's theme again. So if it's in memoriam, you got to respect the man's house. Right. Right. So they play their theme. Right. And then like, bam, you add on like this, um, this stage of some sort while you eat. And so like they play the theme and then like dude comes out, you know, looking like Gaston and stuff like that. So then what Gaston does is he sells you on the menu so much so that he's like, hey, you enjoying that dragon's meat? You enjoy that meat? Let me show you where it came from. And then, like, there's an actual play where, you know, there's some beast and you show him, he like... He pulls out a half-dissected beast no, carcass? No, but you sh- you make a play of some sort where you, you show him doing all these adventures is what I'm saying. Oh, so he tells you the story of, uh, yes. I killed that while I was... Right, while I was here at doing this thing. Like, so mm-hmm. this is all pre... Beauty and the Beast kind of thing. So in other words, you're you're in this tavern, but, you know, Gaston is like, you know, so tough. He shows you how you get to eat whatever is on the menu. You yeah, know? That's your second uh, uh, enhancement that has to do with death. No, you're eating. Yeah, but no, but you're showing the death of whatever animal you killed. And then the other one was when you shot the uh, Black Bart. Nobody bled in that one. Okay, well, nobody bled in that you shot him. <laughs> Okay, they could be wounded. Like, yeah, you got me. <laughs> so in, in Gaston's, you got blood all over the place? Kind of like Lord yeah. of the Flies and shit? And like, oh, wow. Well, like Carrie. Like Carrie, yeah. It's like, you're, you're a good guy. You're like me. And then he dumps the blood on you. Oh, wow. Well, I guess, <laughs> you know, he's an axe. I mean, what do you want? I, you know. You yeah, know. I'm thinking of like uh, our neighbor that one time that came over and he shot, like, he shot oh, a deer. Oh, God. And when he killed the deer, they smeared the blood across oh, his face. Yeah. Because yes, oh. that's like a ritual. That's like Red Dawn style. He's just started yeah. drinking the blood and like, it's good for you. Yeah. Yeah. Kevin, did you ever kill an animal and like no. hunt? Like, no, I never hunt. I n- well, I don't your hunt, entire man. arsenal, you've never shot? Like, no, an- I don't do that. Wow. But, okay. Yeah. Wow. Sweet. I don't, I don't like hunting. I'm not, I'm not a fan of that. So, so that's basically, you, you, you basically have dinner in a show. Dinner in a show. I like it. I like it. That's good. That's good. 
Cool. So, uh, any honorable mentions in the Fantasyland world? I did have one. Do you? Okay. But it's going to be real quick. All right. I, 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 you know, Castle Walk Through. Oh yeah, that's all I'm yeah, saying. Absolutely. Castle Walk Through. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I love, I love the idea of here's the structure everyone loves. They photograph its most photographed structure in the world. Uh, but you can't explore it, unfortunately, yeah. unless you like book, you know, dinner at Cinderella's Royal Castle, and then even then, you 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 get like a segment of it. Let us explore it a little bit. Yeah, so, absolutely. That's it. Castle walkthrough. I'm with absolutely. that. Absolutely, I like that. I like that. Two princesses. All right, <laughs> and we're headed to the last uh, of the lands, Tomorrowland. Tomorrowland. Yes. So, right, so I get to start this. You're going to start this one. I'm going to start this one. All right, so here we are, Tomorrowland. We Break went to the arches. We got the fumes of the speedway tickling our nose. Clean <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. vapor, we son. We do that, yes. Now, can I tell you, and, and, and the, the, the attraction that I want here is Kevin's attraction. I think Kevin's going to touch on it when he does it, right? Am I yeah. right, Kevin? Yeah, I have two set for that. But, okay. Uh, if okay. you took one, then I was going to do the other. No, no, I can't take. This is your idea. I can't take credit for it. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah, right? yeah, I know okay. exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. So Kevin's got the solution that'll fix this land, I think, because that that area deserves a little love. TLC. So I, I looked at it from a different perspective. It's like, okay, what else over there deserves some TLC? And there's two that stood out to me. One was Stitch's Great Escape, which sucks, and the other one was Monsters Inc. Laugh Floor, which sucks. So I wanted to propose an inside-out takeover of the Monsters, Inc. Laugh Floor. Okay? And the way I wanted to do this is more of a, a, of a simulator than an actual Laugh Floor. I mean, we could work it out as, as – I can do it as a show. I could absolutely do it as a show, but I'd kind of like to do it as a simulator okay. where, you know, you queue up, one lucky child selected. All right? And this we're going to go inside this child's mind. Mm-hmm. Okay? And we're going to meet the child's emotions, which will be the emotions that you see with Raleigh, anger, fear, you know, all that kind of thing. Yeah, absolutely. Right. So that's the idea. It's like, you know, what you call it. We're here to experience because the theme of this uh, futuristic uh, attraction will be that there's been a brand new breakthrough in uh, science and we can go straight into your mind and we can explore your emotions. We can figure out how humans behave and why they act the way they act. And that's going to be the thing. And that's the uh, premise behind this is we're going to go into the human mind and we're going to figure things out. So, of course, you go in there, you pick out one lucky child who goes ahead and maybe you give the child like a little souvenir memory ball with like a picture of them like, you know, in the – attraction itself yeah. within the memory ball for yeah. them to take I like home. That. Yeah. Very good. I like that. Yeah. Make it, make it kind of a thing. And so, uh, as you go in there and you're queuing up and you're getting into this simulator style attraction, as you're going to go into the human mind, you start off the show, the lucky child is selected. We go into her mind, we meet her emotions, anger, mm-hmm. fear, all that kind of thing. And then who knows, maybe while you're sitting there waiting for the child to be hooked up, this is what I think would be cool. And if we wanted to go ahead and say, okay, let's stick with this as a laugh floor kind of thing. I think you can stick with this and still do a laugh floor kind of style inside out attraction where you go into the minds of the guests in the room. Yeah. It's like, okay, yeah, well, let's go and see what uh, this guy over here in the pink shirt is thinking. And then you go, whoosh, you zoom into his head on the screen and there's his five moments. Like we're totally rocking this pink shirt. Huh? Yeah. Don't we look good? That girl over there is looking at us, I think. And you know, you kind of see what, he, what, yeah, what they're thinking yeah. in line. Um, you know, maybe you go into another guy's head and the guy's like, 
there's anger at the controls. This trip is costing us a fortune. We're losing money just sitting here <laughs> as we're watching, you know, that kind of thing. Do you know how much I paid for this vacation? <laughs> yeah. And when you go into another uh, guest head and you're like, we're, sadness is driving in the controls. And it's like, we're missing out on our last fast pass because we're stuck in line. <laughs> yeah. that kind yeah. of, or you go to another head and they're like, we should have booked with Lee. <laughs> yeah, we would have had our, we would have had our Anna and Elsa, whatever it is. So anyway, so you can go into your guest head as you work your way towards being this attraction. And as you get there and you go into this kid's head, you know, you meet his, his emotions, the emotions kind of talk to you like, we're having a problem here in, inside of whoever's head. He's in Disneyland and his imagination is running wild. And as they're talking, they're like little crazy things running through headquarters. Like there's unicorns and there's like little thing and maybe probably Disney characters because you're in Disney World. And so Mickey and all the characters in headquarters like the imagination's running wild. We need to slow things down over here. So you as a guest in your simulator have to board the train of thought. And yeah. go into imagination land. So you're nice. going through the subconscious. You're going through it on the train of thought. And the idea is that you calm down the child in some kind of a way. You reach the thing and you bring peace to uh, headquarters. At which point in time, the emotions thank you for having done so. And you exit the ride accordingly. I get it. I like it. The the, the door to abstract thought is opened. There you something go. something escapes from it. You could do that. Abstract thought has escaped, and whatever yeah. it is. Yeah, yeah, I liked it though. No, that's really good. I like that. I like that. Thank you. And it's a property that hasn't come in yet, so that's that'd be perfect. Absolutely. You know, I wanted to do like a, a theater style like show. Yeah. But again, thinking realistically, my thought process was they're gonna they're talking about doing that in Epcot. Yeah. For Captain EO. so let's go with something that might actually happen. That's yeah. why I, I chose more of the similarity thing. Yeah, I like that good. though. I really do. You know, Thank you. You, you can even get into like the. The guest services person or whatever that's there, and then like yeah. they'd be like, "I just love everybody being here." <laughs> I think that's what I'm saying. Like you could do that and just do the Monsters Inc. Laugh Floor, where y'all go ahead and we're going to demonstrate thought to y'all, and you go around the room and you just zoom into a guest head and kind of as a living character initiative, they're ad libbing some kind of thing, like you know the whatever the guy's doing. Yeah, yeah. You know his emotions are reacting in the room. Yeah, it's like you know, like you had a basketball game and they show mm-hmm. like such and such cam and yeah, kind of, yeah, I like that. I like that's interactive. Yeah, that yeah. sounds good, man. That sounds good. So you get a picture in the ball. I like that touch. Yeah. No, that's pretty sick. I like that. Yeah. All right. So uh, it's like having the kid in Universal gets the wand. <laughs> oh, right. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 That's perfect. So, uh, well, uh, funny enough, I actually chose Monsters uh, Life Floor as well. Uh, I went a different direction trying to get Wreck It Ralph into the park. Um, Kevin's got but, a market cornered on that. Yeah. Well, mine was more of uh, I would like to take the arcade, and we'll just gut the whole uh, Monsters Inc. Laugh Floor and just make a classic arcade out of it. And uh, you know, it'll be set up with, of course, some uh, Wreck-It Ralph game, Cubert, all you know, and, and things like that. But then we can also incorporate some of the better attractions from Disney Quest, since that's going mm. away. Yeah, you know, basically redo Disney Quest inside that building with some mm-hmm. uh with a wreck it ralph theme or uh, uh what, what was the name of the arcade for wreck it ralph i don't remember i can look it up it wasn't really like that memorable but but i'm sure it had a name right um it probably did I oh can't... litwax family fun center and arcade there you go there you go bam so yeah. you name it that it's got all 
classic video games, but you've also got some stuff that you bring over from Disney Quest. So that just doesn't get totally trashed and, and just go away. The only thing I would say to that is like when you exit Space Mountain, isn't there an arcade? When there was an arcade? I thought, well, last time I've been on, it's been a long it's time since I've been to Space Mountain. I don't know if it's still there I or not. Remember you, that. You could uh, easily. Gift shop. Well, uh, you know what? There's a gift shop which has an arcade. Mm-hmm. So, yes. But there used to, you're right, there used to be a big arcade. Yeah, it, I remember being like kind of a big arcade. I don't yeah. remember being like... Um, yeah, I mean, it is pretty good size, but it's also slash a gift shop. Yeah, so. yeah it is. It did close, though. This it past, is. Back in February, yeah. I'm looking at the, uh, an article from Attraction Bank. I remember covering this. I was like, wait, I remember talking about this. Oh, yeah, they, they closed it, need, yeah. We need an arcade. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Oh, that's good. I know I like that. Oh, Do it. Oh. Um I'll just I'll just pick it back on yours because mine will involve an arcade because I just thought about a good way to get into this. But um, I, I've heard I've mentioned this on the show before, and I'll probably mention it again whenever we decide to park uh, uh, park Wreck It Ralph into the into the music. But you know, I just think this is a good idea. It's it's a you know it's it's a given. I mean, I don't know why they don't do it, um, regardless of how classic the Utopia is. But uh, you know, give me the Sugar Rush game for to take over the Tomorrowland Speedway. Give me an overlay like that. If not, extend the ride. And what I was thinking initially is this, is that, um, yeah, I wanted an arcade, too. It's like the, um, you know, how uh, Dumbo has the waiting area now. So you do the same thing with the arcade. Because, you eventually you enter yeah. through Litwex Arcade. And somewhere in the arcade or somehow you maybe you play a certain game or a certain series of games, you get the gold coin that you need to compete in Sugar Rush. Mm-hmm. And then what you would do is go into a, a – to continue on to the, the speedway, you continue on through this back curtain, which says, hey, come, we're unveiling – giving you a sneak peek at this new uh, arcade game that we're about to reveal next week, something like that. And so then they take you into the land of Sugar Rush, and then something happens. It zaps you down into the video game. But you still have the coin in hand in order to enter the race. Of course, you got to toss a coin into this little thing. Mm-hmm. And then you go hop in your car and you go. So, I mean, and then, yeah, the Sugar Rush game, you'd have to extend the track. And it looks like, according to the map, they do have some retail, uh, a real estate that next to the Space Mountain, some green space they could take over this. Um, I'm thinking it would almost need to be kind of a enclosed, almost, maybe, to pull off some of the effects yeah. of the Sugar Rush game, as you see it in the movie, like all mm-hmm. the different like Sweet Seekers and the yeah. the different little uh, uh, candy bombs and stuff that happen, and the glitch thing, you know, you can yeah. have Vanellope riding with you somehow virtually as the glitch, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, you could do this easily like a... a like a simulator, but it's like, man, no, 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 <laughs> no. yeah, give right. it, yeah. I mean, even if you had to, I mean, change the track, the ride system over to like a test track type thing, mm-hmm. so you control it. I'd be happy with that. I think that'd be cool. I mean, yeah. they have it. I'm going, with you. Yeah, they have it going on in Cars Land, where that ride system is both outside and inside, often yes. more often than the one at test track. So it's doable. You could definitely do that, and it works out in the weather. Now, <clears throat> that's the perfect thing to fix that. Probably. Yeah, it'd be the great one of the best things to given and. You know, just thinking about the arcade, you know, with, I think that'd be a great way to eliminate like a queue thing mm-hmm. and also you know, have some fun trying to find the gold coin that you need to enter the race, you know? I like and, that. And, and, and that's like, again, it, it just speaks to the level of respect that Kevin has here that everyone knew that that was Kevin's idea and they all left it alone so that Kevin could go ahead and lay that down. Yeah. Boom. And, and boom. That That's really, I mean, if I was to fix Tomorrowland, that's the first place I'd start is at Speedway. And I would do that. Oh, yeah. That's not even a question. I mean, they, then you, you know, then later you have to deal with congestion issue because I guarantee you that would be a super popular attraction. Absolutely. And that, and that's such a small area to walk through. It's a popular attraction yeah. right now, and it's a slow 
Go, it's the slowest go-kart slow, you ever want to get yeah. on. Slow loading, slow everything. Imagine if you were to speed it up a little bit and, and give it a little bit more, um, you know, have like little sections that happen yeah. kind of inside where you can do a little bit more effects, yeah. a little bit more uh, what you call stuff on screens. That yeah. way it kind of incorporates in. So, yeah, and absolutely. Yeah. I mean, heck, you can even have the Lost Level with the Mentos Mountain thing mm-hmm. you know, with explosions up. I think that'd be a killer way to end the attraction. Perfect. Perfect. You know, zoom off, Vanellope leads you to safety, and you're back at the beginning. You can exit the game. It'd be perfect. They're, they're already working on a sequel to this movie because it, the movie was a hit. It was a great, oh, great, a great movie. movie. I love that movie. One of my favorites. Uh, it's one of my top ten possibly type five movies. I could watch it anytime. Yeah, same here. Yeah. It's very repeatable. Yeah. yeah. But, you know, I just thought of something. It's like if you combine the, the ride vehicle of Test Track with the ride vehicle of Dinosaur, you know, to where the chassis, the wheels stays the same, but you you have the the steering wheel controlled by a kid and have it like semi interactive, so it gives the illusion like you're steering and the car is turning, tilting, but you know you still have the safety of the original ride system because the wheels don't really do anything different. Yeah, it's the chassis of the vehicle that that moves left or right and tilting and it make feel makes at least the kid feel like he's actually in control of the vehicle when actually you're really not. You yeah. know, it's it's just like the dinosaur in Indiana Jones ride systems, but uh, on a test track chassis. So I mean, there you go. That's how you solve the oh the kids don't get to re- interact or drive the car anymore. Well, you know, for all they know, they don't know any better that they're, they're they're actually controlling the the uh, the sugar rush vehicle. You mm-hmm. know, so I think that there you go. That's how we fix that. I'm with you. Yeah. All righty. All right, I want to thank you first, Kevin, for allowing me to go after you. Yeah. Um, <laughs> now Daddy's got, like, Daddy put some a thought in my head where I'm like, man, maybe I'm thinking too dark. Um, so you're going to kill something else? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Yes, I am. <laughs> that's how you follow that up. Okay. Right? Okay. You asked. That's the truth. I, All I, right. I got no filter now. Um <laughs> So, okay, so I'm thinking this is kind of along the lines of the the Frontierland idea, Mm -hmm. uh, but it's Tomorrowland. So uh, I figure if we could merge that Buzz Lightyear Space Ranger ride Mm -hmm. with the old school, I mean, like old school before that stitch burp in your face stuff, the alien encounter ride. Yes. Mm -hmm. uh, I like I think we got something. I think so. I like that. Okay, so you know, again, you go through the Buzz Lightyear, you shoot the little targets and stuff, and it's like that right. Space Ranger training. Yes. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. All right, you get done with that, you get off the little coaster, then you get into like you know, like the seats and stuff. But the only catch here is, is that if you, you know, you you get the high enough score to get the thing to get you know, um, to pass the little Space Ranger training. Yeah. You get like a little, you know, light gun or some sort. Like, you know, like, like here you go, Ranger. Mm-hmm. All right. So then you have the alien counter. I thought the alien counter scared the hell out of me. It's, it was awesome. It was awesome. And I mean, I get it. You don't want to traumatize children. But look, if you don't want to traumatize children, send them out with grandma and grandpa. Yeah. <laughs> you can't go to Space Academy training right here. Keep them in fancy land. There you go. So you get that. Now, the only difference. Uh, I would say with this is like, you know, again, you have Buzz Lightyear uh, guiding you when you get to this part of the ride. Mm-hmm. He's like, you know, alien got out. We got to catch it. Come on, blah, 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 blah. So you get to have like maybe an animatronic version of him or, you know, just basically a character of him kind of like going up and down and around the area. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because uh, it's still I still like the way the old I like the way that that ride is set up. You know, I like yeah. the way the stitch ride is set up the, you know. The uh, 
alien kind of. I like the way it was because everybody could see each other. Yeah. But like everybody couldn't hear each other. They couldn't, mm-hmm. you know, it was just the way it was done with the sensory overload was awesome. But anyway, yeah, he goes up and down the area so everybody could see him move and chase this thing. And then like every now and again, you get like a, like, you know, like you know, like a projection of something of this, you know, of this alien. And you still get the thing with the sounds like, you know, the, the crazy mist on you, the part where like, you know, the, the sound of the alien passes you, but gets closer that whole experience. I think they should totally bring that back. I would bring that back. I was saying, of course, at the end of it, uh, you stunned the alien. How about that? You know, yeah. we don't have to kill aliens, but <laughs> if you scared the hell out of you, got to at least stun him. Right. And then, you know, again, he's like, good job. So you get to pass Ranger Academy and you get to stun your first alien. Okay. While getting the hell scared out of you. I like well, that. You yeah. know, can I tell you, that was my uh, alternate idea. Really? Yes, was the idea of doing puzzle. Now, don't get me wrong. I didn't want to put, like, no hardcore aliens in there. <laughs> I mean, he's still fighting the same cartoony-type aliens. <laughs> yeah. But I wanted to change the ride system to where instead of this, this um, car going along a track, you have kind of like a suspended track to where okay. it kind of feels like you're taking off. You're in a rocket ship. Now you're you're flying in outer space. You're in that gear the, almost. Exactly. Kind of yeah. like a Men in Black, you know, when, when we did that, mm-hmm. where you're – Instead of shooting cardboard targets, you're shooting animatronic targets. You're shooting real, like, targets that are not just cardboard cutouts. Yeah. I'm with that. And uh, so, yeah, that was my idea until I came across the Inside Out kind of thing. I was like, well, I'll explore that one a little bit more. But I'm with you on that, that there is a way to go ahead and update that Buzz Lightyear thing to make it better. Yeah, you already have the tech for the alien encounter. I mean, you just have to update that somewhat. But, uh, oh, man, that that ride freaked me out. I, like, I saw that. I was like, yeah. I mean, I get it. Stitch was was nice, and you know, but I don't. No one. <laughs> yeah, okay. I'm being polite. I when he does the belch, I'm like, no, that's just no. I don't want to be gross. All right, but that one was like, I remember me and my daughter went on that when we were, you know, a long time ago. When we all went, mm-hmm. that freaked me out. Like, yeah, that freaked me out. So I think that's the kind of stuff you want to bring in because, like, you know, people do like to be a little, you know, caught off guard. But yeah, well. Yeah. <laughs> It's funny, me and Danny talked about this right this attraction a lot when we were trying to lay down the parameters, and this was the example we kept using. It was like, okay, well, if we did this to Stitch, blah, 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 blah. If we did this to Stitch, da, 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 da. How do the rules apply? You know, Stitch was the, was the example we kept using. Yeah. And uh, at one point, I said, well, let's make it a restaurant. Well, you know, I'll totally change it up. I'll make it into a restaurant. And, and Kevin says, are they going to serve chili dogs? Oh. <laughs> and that killed the whole restaurant vibe right after that. Yeah, that's the only one I really wanted to remove and and, and add that in its place. The rest yeah, of them I was fine with. I was I was all for removing that, but I, I didn't have the space to do what I wanted to do. So, uh, yeah. cool. So, any honorable mentions and stuff for Tomorrowland or anything that we wanted to? I gave my yeah. honorable mention. That was that Buzz Lightyear that with the suspended it? track uh, thing oh, okay. in, in real animatronics as opposed to cardboard cutouts. Gotcha. gotcha. I, I think, you know, again, I think you'd benefit from the idea of you're not just riding along a track. You're you're suspended above the air. Yeah. Aiming down 360 motion works a little bit better when you can fire downward and upward. Good. Okay. Yeah. So uh, from there, we're going to jump on our way out to uh, Main Street, USA and see if anybody's got anything they want to add to Main Street USA to kind of enhance things. Um, anybody have any thoughts or whatever? We need to fix Tony's Town Square. Okay. That's uh, the restaurant, yeah? Yeah, the restaurant. And my thought was to do like uh, some kind of, keep it Italian, 
and maybe even still keep the Lady and the Tramp vibe to it. But I would like to really plus the actual restaurant. Obviously, get some good Italian food in there. Um, <laughs> but you know, maybe it's it's they're gonna uh, team up with a celebrity chef of, of some kind, mm-hmm. like they did with Cat Cora. Um, you like, know, something of that nature. But is it Mario you know, Batali? Yeah, someone like that. You know, someone that's a known Italian chef or that you know always does Italian dishes and things like that. So we had that, uh, that lady with the big choice. head. What's that huh? lady with the big head? Lady with the big head, Giada or something like that. Oh yeah. Oh. Uh, so, and I don't know how I would incorporate this time-wise because you know it's going to take a long time to do this to sit on eat dinner. But I'm thinking even like you could do like a cooking class where you would go into the restaurant, you would make your own. Like you're going to pick whatever meal it is you want to make off, you know, whatever you want to order. But then you actually make it there with the chef. Mm-hmm. Like maybe you throw out some, you know, homemade pasta, or you go through the process of, well, this is how we do this dish. And you boom, 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 and you can even cook it yourself, something of that nature. But it's got it's, that kind of was like fall by the wayside because it's going to be very time consuming to do that. But I just like the idea of something totally different in the restaurant arena that no other restaurant does. Yeah, yeah, oh, that sounds good. I like that. Um, my thing was uh, I'm not sure exactly what they're building on that little side street on the right hand side as you're headed toward the castle. Um, but cause last time I was there it was still in the construction. So I'm just, uh, I was just going to take one of those little buildings and, and put this in there. But, um, back in the day, they used to have this thing called the Walt Disney world forever CDs. Um, basically was, it was kind of like iTunes, but uh, it was nothing but, you know, uh, music from like the parks, like theme park, area music, theme music from the rides, spiels, all different kinds of stuff that you could choose. Um, I want to kind of bring that back now with the age of like iTunes and everything else, um, yeah, we can kind of do it through there, but I want this store to be mostly like Walt Disney World Forever, but like just like everything, you know, so stuff from the parks, stuff from the movies, you can buy and make your own CD off of different uh, 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 Disney tunes and stuff like that. Um, have a special package case for it, you know, which you can only get at that store. Um, yeah, you can buy it in iTunes, but it won't come in this case, you know, it's maybe a seal of approval kind of a thing. But uh, yeah, just have a store where you could do that, and uh, you know, me being a music guy, I would, I mean, I'd absolutely go nuts in that place. So you know, movie music, uh, the theater music, um, uh, ride spiels and stuff. You know, and maybe a couple different ride, a couple different Jungle Cruise uh, skippers um, get their spiels on there. Maybe even a couple of uh, I don't know, like some the spiel through uh, Tower of Terror, all that kind of mm-hmm. stuff. You know. Uh, just things like that would be just sounds awesome. Sounds of the park. Yeah, sounds of the park. But, you know, have it all being able to be located and found in one place, mm-hmm. and then you can mix and match. Because, you know, that's that's pretty much accepted with you know, all the different platforms you can buy tunes now. Uh, uh, even so with iTunes, though, there are certain tracks where, like, you know, you want Splash Mountain Medley, you got to buy the whole album. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, you, you, yeah. Can't, yeah. you can't buy, you know, piecemeal. Yeah, have it exclusive to the Disney Company. Have it only available at that park and get yeah. it how you want it, any way you want it, in any combination. You mm-hmm. know? And just do what they used to do. It's like you pay a certain amount for a certain amount of downloads per track, and you just you can get as many as you want so long as you can afford it all. So, I mean, yeah, I just think that would be a hoot, you know, because I think people would st- still like that, you know. Yeah. Absolutely like that. So that would be my Main Street thing to add there because that would be nice to have. I can give you something. <laughs> All right, I got like you know this is very simple, and but I think it would be a game changer from the standpoint that um, it would make a certain attraction that's already existing a must do 
for people who just normally don't do it except for getting around the park. And that's putting the diorama into the Disneyland, I mean, Disney World Railroad. Oh, yeah. Kind of like the Disneyland Railroad has where you ride the, the what you call it, the railroad and you come across the track where the dinosaurs are, you know. Yeah. There you go. They had the whole Grand Canyon diorama. There is nothing to see on the Disney, Disney World Railroad is nothing but a transportation system. There's really nothing to see. Yeah. Um, yeah, exactly. So, Absolutely, I mean, yeah. why would you take it a ride, as a ride system unless, you know, what you call it, there's something worthwhile to see. So, to put in the diorama there, and, and that's why, you know, Main Street Station is kind of where you board it. So, I kind of consider uh-huh. it as a part, even though there's several... There's several stations. I consider it as a Main Street kind of thing. Yeah. So I would put a diorama around the the Disney World uh, around the Disney World Railroad in order to make it a kind of a um, you know a more of an attraction as opposed to a transportation system. Yeah. No, I like that. I mean, there's that big stretch between uh, uh, Fantasyland and Main Street. So yeah. I mean, there's no reason why they couldn't put something like that there. Yeah. Absolutely. absolutely. I think that'd be great. I you like can that. you can do more than one. You can do Grand Canyon and one. You can do um, the Rocky Mountains somewhere else. I mean, you could do whatever you want to do. Yeah. Um, you could you could find something in order to go ahead and say, okay, now you're going through this. Now you're going through that, and all of a sudden it turns uh, a, a transportation system into a ride, kind of like uh, the People Mover. Yeah. Absolutely. No. Absolutely. Cool. Eli. Um, yeah, I didn't have any, man, I can't follow between both of y'all. Uh, <laughs> I just, um, I just remember the uh, podcast we talked about in the past, um, where they were removing the, uh, the villain shop. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I, I did like going into that store. And, uh, so I was thinking, how about the, uh, mixing it, uh, with the Incredibles? Cause I like them too. And, uh, having the incredible villainy shop. You can fix it. Incredibly the, villainy. Yeah. I like it. Uh, so you get to sell all, you know, Disney villains, you know, merchandise as well as Incredibles merchandise. And then, of course, you know, um, mix and match the two. But here's the uh, extra kicker. You get to have uh, costumes of uh, your favorite characters from, um, you know, various Disney movies, uh, villains and, you know, uh, incredible um, merchandise. Also, since I don't know if you if you really thought about it like this, but um, and maybe this is just me being weird again. But uh, most of the villains, at least that I remember when I went into the shop, yeah, um, they were like you know like uh, <laughs> you know like Maleficent or uh, Ursula or like they were usually like you know um, Cruella Deville, like yeah. They were they were chicks that had very well puckered lips. So <laughs> you get to have if you if you're female or if you're a guy that really wants to do this, uh, there is a makeup shop where you get to be dressed up as your favorite uh, Disney villain. Uh, but like I wow. said, I, I thought of uh. the fact that most of them were were, were you know were chicks, so it was kind of weird. And um, most <laughs> of them have like, these. This is like Bibbidi Bobbidi Boutique. For villains, yeah, yes, yeah, absolutely. Or it's, for Caitlyn Jenner, yeah, <laughs> you know, it's your choice. Whatever, it's your choice. Whatever your boat, man. Whatever your boat. I mean, you know, but uh, other than that, you do get uh, the costumes and accessories that came with the old store, as well as um, whatever current you know characters are out out now. 
Yeah. Okay. Now I only just based that because I just saw more shops than anything. So I just went. That's with, all mainstream. Really yeah. Is, exactly. Yeah. So I just went with plusing the shop. All right. Cool. So we kind of made it through our trek around the Ma- the Magic Kingdom at Walt Disney World, and kind of gave our ideas about plusing it. So, do you listeners, any more weekends, have any ideas regarding? How you would want to plus the Magic Kingdom, man. Send us an email at magicr8gmail.com, and we'll read them on next week's show, man, or our future show thereafter, depending on when you listen to us. So, all right, tonight while we're recording, we got one thing related to the question that we had asked uh, about uh, the topic that we're discussing tonight, and we get this response from Wayne West. How you doing, Wayne? Good to hear from you again. Anyway, he says, I would remove the Swiss Family Treehouse and put in a Jungle Book dark ride or a Tarzan coaster with tracks that look like tree vines. Wow, that's pretty good. I, know, I, I like, like the tree vines. Man. Yeah, yeah, I do too. I like the tree vine things too. I thought know. about putting the Jungle Book characters in the Jungle Cruise, but I, I didn't know if it would take away from it. But yeah. the whole idea that the, the the Jungle Vine thing that that's pretty good. No, that's I pretty like good. That. And they have coaster designs that don't that have a very small footprint. It's just like a bunch of twists and turns. I'd love to have sick. this. I love to have him on the show because he comes up with a lot of good ideas. Yeah, he has. He's good. He's got a good creative head, man. I like that. That's that's neat. So, thank you, Wayne, for sending that in, guys. And again, listeners, if you see, look for that question on days that we record. Uh, somebody usually posts it up saying, "Hey, this is our topic tonight. Share us your thoughts." And you can do it right there on social media, man. Facebook is where we post it, and we'll post it somewhere else too. So, anyway, want to be part of that? You can uh, email us as well at magicrow8gmail.com. Be our guest. Be our guest. Put our service to the test. All right, I want to give a special shout out to somebody I just met. Actually, we were recording a show last week, and he sent us a message. We did a little Periscope thing. Oh, that reminds me, guys. If you every now and then we'll, we started doing this little Periscope thing where we, you know, you get the little peek into our lives. If you uh, tuned in last week and saw us, you can kind of see what we look like and everything else. You can put a face to the the voice and whatnot, and kind of see the setup in our studio and the amount of beer bottles we have. Uh, but anyway. Um, yeah, keep an eye out for that. We'll send out a tweet. We'll send out a, a, a maybe a Facebook message as well, letting you know that we're on Periscope. Uh, but anyway, uh, a result of that is we got to meet another Disney podcaster from New Orleans, and his name is Jimmy Horn. So I want to give him a, a quick shout out. We're going to have him on the show because he lives right across the river from where we're at uh, recording uh, at the moment. And he takes part in the Disney Nerds podcast, which is not a New Orleans-based podcast, but he'd be the New Orleans representative. He's one of, I think, four other guys. Uh, they're on the show from different parts of the country. So I just want to say hey to the Disney Nerds podcast. Check them out and talk, uh, say hey to our, our man, Jimmy Horn, straight from New Orleans. And actually, you know, it's funny. Jimmy, when he was watch, we were watching the, uh, the Periscope, he saw the poster of a Tracy Porter interception <laughs> that hangs behind Danny's head. And so that's when he, he found out that we're in New Orleans. And so he got in touch with us. So. Uh, we'll have him on the show. Stay tuned for that in the very near future. Who's next? All right, and we got an email from Chris, and it says, Great show. I saw the pre-show Periscope. That was awesome. You should try an in-show Periscope one time. Keep up the great work. Work. Walk. <laughs> Keep wow. up the great work. Looking forward to the August episodes. Chris, sent from his iPhone. Awesome. Thank you, Chris. We definitely appreciate that. Who's next? And the next email I want to read out is from um, uh, David. And he says, hey, I'm a new listener. Great show. Thank you. I want to let you know that the shop has Jibber Jabber Light. Uh, this is a catchphrase of the MOW podcast. And he says, anyway, uh, keep up the good work, fellas, on the podcast, not on the website. On the website, fire the person who does the proofreading. 
<laughs> so I'll own up. He says, Dave from New Jersey. I'll say, yeah, that's me. I do that. I do a lot of work on the website. Oh, so Kevin and my best Vince McMahon, you're fired. Yep, there you go. <laughs> Which is cool. Anyway, I did fix it. <laughs> that is good. Yeah. That is good. So I, I did fix it, and so he sent another email yeah. in response. He says, no worries, man. It looks like you guys are working on the website. I was a little sad to see, a, a sad about those under construction areas, but you had that posted where the money comes in, so I figured I would give you a heads up. As always, love the show and keep up the good work. Sent from his iPhone. So, yeah. We got a couple, still a couple of things under construction on the website, and again, I do all that. Uh, so it takes some time. I, you know, I got a regular day job, but uh, you know, just keep coming back and checking the website, man. And you can get a little X something new, just like the theme parks. You know, it's always under construction, man. It's it's a place that'll never be finished, and we're gonna keep on adding content. Like just recently, we added um, some images in our bios. We added Danny's new bio, so you can go check that out. We're gonna have Eli's bio soon, and then I'm also start working on the parts of the show, so you can kind of get it in more depth. Uh, behind the scenes reasons of why we do certain 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 segments that we have on the show, so yeah, just keep checking back, man. We, we, and always, we always have that Amazon link to help fund uh, what we do. You know, it takes money to run this stuff, so every little support that we can get from our listeners and our fans, uh, we definitely appreciate it. Who's next? Hey, and just a quick shout out to Rick Suero. Uh, I mentioned him before as a client that's booked uh, through the podcast, and uh, Rick, I just want to let you know your buddy David has also booked a trip. Uh, so I appreciate the recommendation, and we got him all taken care of. Got him and his family booked up. Got some good dining. Got a uh, little uh, bibbidi bobbidi boutique going on, and the Pirate League, and all kinds of good stuff. So they are taken care of, and they're going to have a great vacation come November. So, again, thank you for the recommendation, and uh, appreciate that. We appreciate it, too. Yes. 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 A lot of appreciation. Who's next? All right, and so we got a couple of emails from a couple of listeners from way back where we're talking about the whole adult-oriented podcast thing. And the first one is from a Richard Payne. And he says, guys, first of all, I love the show. I do think you guys are an adult-oriented show, but should not change a thing. The conversations, tone, and topic of Magic Our Way appeal to an adult audience. My opinion has nothing to do with you guys not being a pixie duster. The best example I can give is with your review of the Maleficent movie. While I agree with your review, I would prefer that my children not hear the rape analogy. I like for them to hear negative reviews when something is deserving of a negative negative review. I just don't want to have to explain rape to my seven-year-old. Thanks again for the great show. Keep up the great work, and I look forward to listening to your next episode. All right, and the next email we have is from Eric Grubb, who, if I remember correctly, is the Heat Big Sweats, our five of first. That's right. And he says, I would definitely classify you guys as adult-oriented. I don't mean it in a way where you're dropping curse words or talking about other things openly and often. But there are many times when there's innuendo or offhand comments that kids aren't going to get. There's also a way you guys approach things from a different perspective. I listen to a a ton of Disney podcasts, and almost all of them have upbeat, always pro-Disney attitudes where they seem to not touch on anything that might even be slightly controversial. I don't think it's a bad thing at all with what you gents do. In fact, it's refreshing. I also do think it's a bad thing to be considered adult-oriented or pro-adult or whenever you want to call it. Not everything has to be family slanted or always family friendly. Sent by Eric. Interesting. So there you go. There's a couple of t- listener takes uh, regarding the whole adult-oriented podcast thing that we've been discussing. 
Yeah, I think it's interesting because I can't get my kids to listen to a podcast. <laughs> oh, yeah? Like, hey, yeah, I mean, they're not interested in it. Uh, but I, I, I'm assuming, too, that maybe, um, you know, people are listening to it while their kids are in the car, not necessarily that they're saying, hey, let's listen to this podcast together. But it could be on while they're in the car. So I could definitely see where, you know, that might uh, be a sticky situation. Well, you know, and, and I kind of made the same point to, to, I think it was to Kevin or to Eli, I can't remember which, uh, or maybe to both of y'all, was that I kind of just assumed, and, and, and maybe that's my problem, because look, I, I take both of both of what they had to say to heart, because, you know, perception is reality, and if that's how we perceive, that's how, that's what we are. And um, I just kind of took it from the from the standpoint that, most Disney podcasts are adult orientated and that most children under the age of what 14 or so are not interested in um, you know Disney how to book and, out yeah. 180 days how to you know do ADRs how to go ahead and um, schedule your fast passes and the tiered ranking system and the moderate and the value and the deluxe like all that kind of stuff is just adult orientated stuff so I don't really envision children who don't have to be a part of that world yet really concerning themselves with that world so i kind of look at a, 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 a podcasting as for adults in general but you're right you know they could have it in on the car while you know uh, a, a child's in the back seat and the child could overhear it and they'd be like daddy why is maleficent raping somebody and it's like no baby that i maybe i shouldn't listen to that when you're in the car um so maybe that ha- my I, I listen to podcasts in the car all the time my my daughter tunes it out she picks up a, um like i put on the podcast at one time before where lily was actually doing the intro she listened to it long enough to hear her voice and when it moved on she was already playing her ipad or whatever she was doing she kind of tuned it out so um yeah i guess that's what i meant was that since we bleeped the curse words and everything like that i kind of thought we were kind of tame because we were already kind of we were already kind of preaching to the choir in the sense that most people who listen to this are adults anyway I, I think like maybe your one of your keys is is that if you listen to like different you know shows and podcasts and it's like you know hey we're all, you know we're all happy you know Disney can do no wrong this and that and the other and hey it's this is a podcast that talks about hey we're entertained we love it we have families we actually we all have daughters yeah so, <laughs> you know and everybody has a story that they could you know I took my daughter, I was three, you know, you took your daughter when they were three, you know, you took his daughter, you know, she was five, stuff like that. But mm-hmm. then at the same time, we could also talk about how Disney is uh, as a business, how it affects each one of us. Because, I mean, while we enjoy going to the parks, I mean, you know, uh, I want to be a comic book artist. Disney has affected uh, a dream that I have without even knowing it, you know. So mm-hmm. there's other aspects that's in there. It's not necessarily about you know throwing in curse words or you know talking about you know offbeat stuff it's not really stuff that really you know offends people i mean really think about it but it is something that's made for you know for adults so they can help plan a vacation or maybe get something off their mind that they hadn't thought of before so that's good Right, guys you know what that music means and uh, we are at the end of our show and so anyway a couple of things a couple of pieces of business i want to let you guys know that www.magicourway.com is your place to find everything magic our way we got our merchandise up there we got you can get some t-shirts some stuff you can find our social media platforms uh places that you can find us and interact with us our rss feed 
Um, you can also uh, find our contact info. So there's many different ways that I kind of want to. Uh, uh, <clears throat> there are many different ways that I want to touch upon that you can get in touch with the Magic Army Podcast. Um, there are many different ways Kevin would like to touch you. Yes. <laughs> um, whether through past episodes or future episodes, I will connect with you. Uh, but anyway, the main way is magicourway at gmail.com. You can send us an email, files, uh, sound links, whatever your show intros, whatever you want to do, you can get in touch with through there. You can also send us a speak pipe at www.speakpipe.com forward slash magicourway, or you can use a little website widget we have on the Magic Our Way website. It's on the right-hand side of the page, and uh, it'll pop up and say, hey, leave us a message. And lastly, you can leave us a phone number. Uh, you can leave us a voicemail at a phone number, one eight four four harambe that is one eight four four Harambe. That is four eight one eight six eight nine, and uh, you know we'll have that number for a little while longer. We're about to make a switch over to a different service, and I think you will really enjoy the new phone number that we have. But that'll be coming online very very soon. So we'll keep listening on to the shows, and you can definitely check out the new number once it comes up online. And you can probably even see it on our face uh, on our website. Um, also, too, I want to thank our two guys that always come on the show with us, so we'll give them a chance to plug their stuff. Uh, Eli, um, can you tell the listeners a little bit about what you do and how they can get in touch with you and how can they per- purchase that Geisha book? Yeah, no, absolutely, man. Um, again, uh, I am a, a comic book artist. Uh, self-published my own stuff. My own you know, uh, ideas for this one is uh, Project Geisha. You can find uh, some art that I have on the website, www.ivorycomics.com. Uh, if you want to check out the Geisha book online, you can go to www.peepgamecomics.com. That's comics with an X. So C-O-M-I-X. If you want to go ahead, though, if you're brave enough, if you're tough enough, if you if want Eli to host, if you want to see the impossible happen, <laughs> if you think things can go down that Nature is against. You should see and order the original graphic novel, 60 pages, extra features, fully colored, fully written, Project Geisha graphic novel. Nice. Yes. Bam. Bam. Do it. Do it. Get that. Get that. Cop that. You want that. (laughs) You about that. That's right. (laughs) Drop that. Yes, all that. (laughs) (laughs) Who that? (laughs) <laughs> we that we that we that all that all that about that cool and of course we got lee our travel agent man lee you want to tell them a quick rundown of how they can get in touch with you if you want to book a vacation yes uh again if you want to have uh all those adrs booked and all the bibbity bobbity boutiques and the makeovers and all that stuff and get it all laid out just give me a call we'll take care of it uh, easiest way to reach me is to call me at 832-570-5490. You can email me at lee at magicourway.com. You can also uh, check out my Facebook page at facebook.com slash travel L-A-S-T-O-V-I-C-A. And just as a reminder, check the show notes. Uh, I do uh, donate a percentage of all my bookings to the Girl Power to Cure um, Foundation. Uh, they are a foundation that helps to find a um, cure for Rett syndrome. So um, they're Girl Power 2, the number 2, cure.org. Uh, and again, that should be in the show notes as well. So thank you guys for the support. And uh, hit me up. Let me know when you're ready to go. 
Awesome. And speaking of support, guys, a couple of ways, man. If you go shopping on Amazon, click on our link before you go shopping to that website. Uh, a little percentage of that helps us, you know, keeps everything running. And also, too, lastly, leave us a rating and review in an iTunes, man. Is do nothing but appreciate it. All right, guys. And so lastly, man, support us through our merchandise. Go to our shop on our website. You can get the T-shirts and stuff. Uh, remember, this stuff doesn't cost money. We don't get paid for it by anything. So, we, you know, we rely on support from you guys. And we definitely appreciate every penny that comes through. It just helps keeps us running. Uh, so anyway, on that note, I just want to say thank you very much and have a great night. My name is Kevin. And I'm Danny. Magic out.